I'll tell you what it's really like. I'm going to just say this, okay? It's halfway a joke, and it's halfway not a joke. This movie reminds me of Get Out. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Welcome to the podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. Oh, wow. Look at that. The beautiful Man, mouth sounds of Marcus J. How are you all feeling, everybody? We are thrilled to be with you today. Uh, we got we got a fun one, y'all. We got a we got a fun one. Yes. See, That's one way to put it. We got yes. a fun one to dive into. So I am very excited to talk about this movie. Um, if you showed up here to hear about mess, we're going to do a little mess. Do a little bit a of little mess bit, associated with bit. this. We are also going to cover uh, Don't Worry Darling, which should be uh, a rocking good time. Also, part two of Chris's Impossible Movie Challenge is uh, on the docket today. Um, so a little bit of uh, a little bit of everything. But yeah. gentlemen, how are you all feeling? Marcus, I'm worried. Yeah. Darling, Destin, how are you doing, <laughs> sir? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm on my bullshit today. All right. Oh, so, what does I that mean? I just want to fair warn everybody. I'm on some What does that even today. mean? Uh, oh, think, you, we, think... we going to find out because to be honest with you, I don't even know what the fuck it means. I got a phone call from my mama today. Let me tell you what this phone call detailed. Okay. Okay. It was her calling me. I'm getting uh-huh. off of work at five on the dot. Had a great day today. Right? Okay. Having a great day. That's good. Awesome Monday. All right. She calls me. And this is the first thing she says to me. It's not hello. She says, Marcus, I was calling to see if you having sex and make sure you ain't got blue balls because I care about the every man. <laughs> and that was the end of the phone call. So, you know, I'm, that just wow. it teetered me off the edge and now I'm on my bullshit. So that's if that says wow. anything, that's what the vibes are today. What, what you mean to tell me? I don't even want to talk about the phone call because I can't. Like yeah. I just, yeah. If I yeah. if we talk about the phone call, wow. we're not going to mm-hmm. cover the movie. I'm going to have a lot minutes, of yeah. questions. Yeah, I, take yeah. The whole pot. yeah. But the sure. metaphor for you of being on this cliff and you could have gone off or you yep. could have stayed on, but <laughs> yeah. that this phone call, your mom asking about your blue balls, is what just yeah. pushed you over the edge. That you I mean, know, this movie had I me get there. It. I get it. And then that yeah. conversation just pushed me over the edge. I was wow. going to be I was going to be cordial tonight. I was going to be cool, calm and collected, but now I'm on my bullshit. So here I'm, we are. Wow. I'm glad. And shout out to Maisha Sellers. Thanks for being shout a real one. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Mimi. You know what I mean? Thanks for being a real one. Thanks for being um, a real one. That's taking on her son's blue balls. What does that mean? Who I have so many questions. <laughs> um I'm also really happy because Brian just to sit, gets to sit there and squirm a little, which also makes yeah, me just, happy. I, yeah, I, what do yeah. I do with this information? Nothing. I, <laughs> nothing like, what nothing. am I? No, nothing. I'm not. You I'm not to judge our family dynamics. Like, no. You know what I mean? You suck it away just for a little bit. But <laughs> Red Plain Roush, how are you doing, sir? I'm, do, I'm doing great. Uh, last week, I, I it was super busy week at work. Uh, I was recovering from being sick. So I'm a week later feeling way better. Uh, we uh, y- yesterday we took uh, 
two of my kids to the D- Disney Junior Live Show downtown Chicago, Ooh. the traveling show. Uh, and up? it has Spider-Man in it. Uh, so okay. like it was a big deal for the kiddos. Uh, so we had a fun time down in the city of Chicago. We were at the Chicago Theater, saw the river, went to the bean, uh, d- did a whole bunch of stuff down in the city as well as the show. And the kids also got to see spider-man now i don't know this is spidey and friends this is the children's show this wasn't like oh, you know an andrew okay. garfield or a tom you know tom holland type situation these were now, I don't you know yeah Sorry, a little bit but, of inception there. yeah no but uh but no now so feeling good and coming off of that high awesome well i'm glad to hear it and uh that's a lot of fun anytime you can take your kids and do some art is always a good time even i mean if you know disney even if it's art. disney art they got to see doc mcstuffins you know oh she, we she, love she black boys. doctors yes we do we no, really we do uh yeah and, we love white uh, doctors too but <laughs> i mean we don't know i don't really know how to i don't really know how to make a u-turn on that but no that's all right doug how are yep. you doing <laughs> uh, <laughs> Save me, Brian. Just say, save Brian, me, Brian. Brian, Brian, putting on his red S and diving in to really kind of get after it. Um, my hero. I am doing quite well. Uh, things are going well on my end. Uh, busy week. I've, I've got a busy week yeah. coming up this week. Um, but I am excited because at the end of this week, um, I get to go up to SuperCon in Sioux Ooh. Falls because there's a comic book convention that'll be in Sioux Falls. So oh, wow. I'm going to try and go up there, which will be really, really fun. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, kind of a hope on the horizon. So plug that if you are in the Sioux Falls area, check out SuperCon. It's at the Sioux Falls Convention Center um, on Friday, Saturday, and I believe Sunday morning. So it'll be it'll be a good time. But I better have some cool shit there, too. Or I'm going to be mad. I'm also going to be mad. <laughs> but gentlemen, we have a podcast to get into and we yes, need we to play a round of Chris's impossible movie challenge. All right. For those of you that don't know, Chris wow. issued a challenge that if we get 10 movie quotes right, he will donate a hundred dollars into uh, a charity of our choosing. We are no yeah. closer to in the interest of accountability. We are no closer to selecting a charity. So no, if you know what we're, we're not. Been, been too so, busy worrying, darling. To, uh, yeah, there's a lot of worry. But if you have a charity that you think is worthwhile, um, I know Roman selected, shot us one called um, Tickets for Kids. Looks really interesting. So we're going to look Ooh, into that nice. one. Um, yep. But yeah, so that is what we've got. And so we got to get these right. There's also a films in black and white double down that if we get this one right and we get <laughs> mm-hmm. one right from Roman, who's also mm-hmm. promised money for a charity, if we get these right, you know, he'll take Roman some of his millions. Man. And give it to a charity of our choosing. So that's a for sure right on. Now Thank you to our Patreon members. They are yeah, they are awesome. phenomenal they and are supporting amazing. us and supporting these work. nonprofits. So mm-hmm. thank you so much, Roman and Chris. Yeah, doing great work. You also did not say what the name of this segment was. I did. I said it's Chris's Impossible Movie Challenge. Did that? No, did that's not? not the name of this. Oh, segment. this is catch that quotable so there it is oh it's because it's because marcus wanted to get that that song i get it i did want to get the song which i, I like for the sake for the sake of continuity obviously so, look, gentlemen we are pretty great <laughs> they are pretty great they are our patreon is pretty great they, they are, are pretty our patreon, great our patty fam so for sure. are you all ready for this week's quote for sure i'm really surprised we made it past one so Me I'm too. proud of ourselves, no matter what we happened. We did a great job. I'm very yeah, excited. We did awesome. I'm, we I'm ready to be bewildered. So. I, yeah. I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah. Gentlemen, this yeah. week's quote, 
Whether you end up in heaven or hell isn't God's plan. It's your own. You just have to remember what it is. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna read, read it, it one more time. Read it again. Well, not for me, but for the people watching. Yeah, right. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course, yeah. of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Whether you end up in heaven or hell isn't God's plan. It's your own. You have to remember what it is. Mm, very. Okay. Very religious. Very, um, very, re- definitely has some religiosity tied in there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm going through like all the movies that deal with like Spawn. It's, I'm just going to say Constantine. Spawn. <laughs> I'm just going to say the most, the most, re- one of the most. Re- I don't know. I honestly, I have no idea. So, okay. you know, okay. I, I, I don't like know it. Do the, it's so hard to say goodbye to this challenge song. Uh, it's it's nice to know that we got it done. Like we yeah, were efficient. We like we, we came out it. hot. Um, we can hit the spread on religious devil movies. I mean, right. Yeah. We could, yeah, I mean, because yeah. devil's okay. advocate. We, we can, do... we can do the devil's right. advocate is one. Okay. Marcus, yeah. does this sound like the devil's advocate? Um, you, um, no, it does not. Yeah. I also have a thought of like what dreams may come. Could oh, be, what uh, a great could movie! Be that okay, yeah, be all right. That. Yeah, Robin sure. Williams classic. Okay, yeah. could see that as being an option. Nice. Nice. Why not? Um, um, as far as other religion, <laughs> I mean, as far as other spiritual movies, I mean, Dogma comes to mind. Could also yeah. be that. Ooh, yeah. Chris Schultz is giggling in the chat. Oh, um, oh he's, he's watching us, us struggle. Um, is, now here's the hmm. rule because Roman brings up a great point. I'm pretty sure I know if you need a hint, I can look it up. Now, Chris, since you're in the chat, are hints allowed for your impossible if we movie get it challenge? From, if we get it from Roman, can he yes. give us a hint? That's, <laughs> that's the, a that's fair, if We don't that generate. <laughs> that feels like we're using our resources, yeah. and we're all about empowerment for this mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, we are. Yeah. So, yes. yes. So yes. yes. So we'll we'll wait for him to chime in yeah. in the chat with that. I mean, Support other, and challenge. Yes. Yeah, whatever. I'm trying to think like other like god-oriented movies I that mean, deal with the afterlife. I'm gonna say Spawn. I love that Spawn. I really love that that's your guess. I'm a, I'm that, say I do feel like that's something Spawn would say in a it, scary voice. Yeah. yeah. Right before he burns um, what's his name alive. It could One. be something that... Oh, okay. Could this well, be... Go- wait a minute. Could this be Ghost Rider? Ooh. Is this... Fuck, it could be. Like, Doug, I'm looking at you. I, I can't remember the last time that I oh okay we're not uh, even Shelton says I'll give you a free hint y'all aren't even <laughs> in the same city let alone the same mm-hmm. ballpark all right <laughs> okay well okay well I think we're just gonna have to cover the spread I feel more insulted than anything <laughs> I think we're just gonna have to cover the spread and each go with our own guests since we're not even in the same ballpark even in, or the city so mm. Marcus your guess is I'm locking in spawn okay Brian, uh, you know what? Forget it. We're we're going Ghost Rider, folks. I love that. It's, I love that it's Ghost Rider. That makes yeah. me very excited. I'm going to go with Dogma because I can. Yeah, and I feel like that. That's that's what. Yeah, it is. yeah I, I feel like you have to. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, covering the spread. That's what it is. All right, gonna, that's what we're, we're, we're doing. All right, this has been great playing with y'all. Is, you know what I'm saying? What it feels like we're on a it feels like we're on a sinking ship. Like yeah, we're the violins on the Titanic. Yeah, this is this is great. This is great. Yeah, it everybody. was an honor, gentlemen. It was it an was. honor. 
and a privilege. Women and children first. <laughs> yeah, films in black and white last. <laughs> is, that, is that Billy Zane in the movie? Carl right, himself yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brian, I have seen this. I've oh. seen the answer. And I feel like you're going to be mad when you find out what it is. Oh my gosh, uh, tell me. I, I need to know. Um, Brian, this is from the movie <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> Didn't we just talk about that movie? We did, did just talk about this two, movie. Two, three weeks ago we talked about how weird that movie and was. It is said by it's said by Meacham, which is fun. So there's that. So they go. It's I can't also, believe we lost the Cowboys and Aliens. I love I mean, that. That's our, fine. I love that our undoing was Cowboys and Aliens. It wasn't it's fitting. It's fitting <laughs> in a way. Nice. It is. I mean, fitting. in the the movies that everybody forgets, I feel like it's a don't forget that one. It is also well, a movie with Olivia Wilde in it too. So I was just about to say that. Oh God, what a tie-in! I feel like Cowboys and Aliens and Jonah Hex. I, for some reason, I closely yeah. relate those two movies together, and I easily forget they both existed until they come back up. That's <laughs> very, a very. I mean, this point. movie is ten, 11 years old, folks. Yes. I mean, I think you're allowed here. Oof. Yes. Wow. So there you go. Well, uh, well, this was nice while it lasted. We lost. Yeah. I think I think we're gonna still have Chris submit them because I like yeah, the sure. idea that he has them. So we'll keep for doing sure. it, even though there's nothing we on can, the other yeah. end. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So. Gentlemen, boom, boom, boom. Any boom. before we dive into that's <laughs> womp, 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 womp. thank any, you, Price is right. Uh, any uh, pieces of news that you all want to touch on? Quick little hits before we dive into uh, our movie this week. Don't worry, darling. There was something I saw, but I don't. I don't know if it was of any significance. Brian, I wanted to. I did want to start off asking you what have you thought about Andor so far. Just oh. as we are, just like a quick little overview yeah. of the three, the three starting episodes. My my friends on this pod, you're giving me an opening to talk about Andor. I will gladly tell you what yeah, I think all you. of the new Star Wars show Andor. Yeah. So at the time of this recording, the first three episodes are out, uh, and uh, the first three I I really enjoyed. And I think one of the things uh, about it that I enjoyed was that it like took its sweet time. <laughs> to tell its story. Each episode is about 40 minutes and uh, it took about two hours to get through all of it. And it was really good. Uh, if you are familiar with Michael Clayton at all, and you're probably at, like thinking like, why is he bringing up like a 10 year old plus George Clooney movie, Tony Gilroy, who's a showrunner directed that movie. And you can see that type oh. of influence all over Andor, and like it, it, it it is Star Wars like at its grittiest. And I think that is exactly the direction Star Wars needs to go. Okay. And I am I'm really enjoying it uh, for the portrayals of both like the pseudo empire. We don't have official empire people yet, but people that yeah. work for them and the community that is terrorized, for lack of a better word. Um, and Stellan Skarsgård shows up at the end of episode three and like just knocks out of the part. Any project he is in, it elevates it. But it's I mean, good. Diego I like Luna, he like inhabits this character, this and and I love seeing where this all like this Rebel Alliance spy who is a huge player in Rogue One. You get to see these small beginnings and how he's just like this guy is just hanging on for scraps. Yeah. Uh, so first three episodes. I'm loving it. I'm loving the slow pace. I definitely understand that this is not going to be a show for everybody. Like, I don't think we're going to have the Mandalorian effect where it's like everybody's talking about 
the newest oh, episode yeah. of Mandalorian around the water cooler. I definitely think this is going to be like a very niche Star Wars thing that other yeah. Star Wars people are going to be like, did you like Andor? Yes. Oh, yeah. And then like really get into like it, some of the themes and stuff. It feels it feels very much, Brian, like just from like what I've I've only had been. A, I was only able to watch the first episode because I just oh, been wow. and haven't been able to catch up. Yeah. But it feels to me like this is the difference between green tea and matcha flavor like green okay. tea. do you enjoy a cup of green tea yeah it's refreshing it's a nice way to unwind yeah. in the middle of the day and i prefer it to coffee do you like matcha god fucking no too strong it's bitter i hate it because that's for those that don't know matcha is like concentrated green tea flavoring oh, like and, and so it feels like the difference between you enjoy a cup of green tea and every yeah. every one in a while and then someone hands you this and says you'll like yeah. this then too it's and then not, and then there's the people like me who's like more like they're both green though and so I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> it's just like, mm, I don't know what I'm not supposed to like. I just know I like Star right. Wars and I yeah. like, you know, like yeah. this, this espionage, this spy yeah. thriller feel, sure. I guess, if that's okay to say. So, like, oh, my gosh, of course yeah. it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the cool. only other news that I had was apparently big news Ooh. on the on the horn today. <laughs> Namor came out as a mutant. So our first oh, two mutants in okay. the um all right our first two mutants in the MCU is uh, Kamala Khan and, and um all right and yep. Namor there yep. we are and there I will go. say um what was it Empire Rock magazine from the London based yes. yes. magazine Oof. did a beautiful Huge. spread on everything and this beautiful. movie looks awesome the gorgeous it looks just beautiful. Looks gorgeous so yeah yeah so excited for that awesome well before we dive into like the content of Don't Worry Darling. I feel like it's important for us to give a rundown of some of the drama that's happened outside of the movie oh, because oh and here's my the, gosh and here's the reason why I want to do that. I want to cover the drama because I don't want it to impact the opinion of the movie. I want to just kind of get it out of the way to say like this is where it is and as of what we know and so on and so forth. So we're going to talk a little bit about the drama then we'll kind of unpack the movie a little bit. So this has there have been rumors and issues in the like in the hemisphere of this particular movie in the orbit of this movie for a while. And most recently, those of you might know that there was some drama that did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine at a like I think at a screening at an award. Um, and so it, it's kind of it's interesting. So here's here's where we're kind of at. So April 24th, 2020. Florence Ooh, Pugh is back. Florence Pugh is announced as the lead housewife on Don't Worry Darling. It's announced that the movie's going to be set in an isolated, seeming utopian community. Um, she's coming off of her star turn in Midsummer, so huge deal. Then after that, they've also announced that Shia LaBeouf, Chris Pine, and Olivia Wilde are set to join her as a part of this cast. So wait, and, what? Yes, Shia LaBeouf was original, originally yes. cast as Harry Styles' role. Yes. Oh, no shit. Yes. So He's bad shit crazy. He's, well, yeah, he's, well, he's got some things shit. Things are happening with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and this is all ignited. Like And, and Olivia Wilde basically posts her like how jacked she is about it on her Instagram and kind of goes that way. Yeah. September 11th, 2020, Harry Styles boards Don't Worry Darling. And he replaces Shia LaBeouf. So what's that? Six months later, there's I mean, a replace. He's yeah. replaced. It, um, it's right before filming. Yep. Then did in, something happen with Shia? Well, I have a feeling Doug's going to get into it. 
According to reports that have come out recently, and I can touch on this in a little bit. According to reports that came out recently, he says that like he was just having a hard time like with the role and he couldn't mm-hmm. give the same energy that it required. Now that's that's his take on okay. it of saying that's like, enough. That's I can't enough. give it. And so there's more context that'll come out later. We'll take that. November 2020, uh, Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis break up. They had two children. They were engaged for seven years. November 13th, she yep. said that Olivia Wilde says that she's excited to cast Styles in a leading role because his fashion sense matched the movie's heightened and opulent style. Um, and basically said that her and the costume designer were really excited to work with Harry Styles. Not a real reason to cast a person in a movie. Right. <laughs> right. I was a, I was about to say. So basically, you just okay. All right. Yeah. Somebody remember that point so I can come back to it later, please. And this is all courtesy of Vulture, by the way. They lay out a whole timeline. So go Shout and out check the out the, the Vulture article. December eleventh, twenty twenty. The New York Times reports that FKA, which I believe is a FKA a, Twigs, She's FKA Twigs, FKA Twigs. sued Shia LaBeouf for relentless physical, mental, and emotional abuse during their nine-month relationship. There is a sexual battery lawsuit. There's just a whole... Just basically, she files this suit and alleges that he's a piece of shit, essentially. Yes, pretty Um, much. And and not a good dude. Um, And so, then LaBeouf responds to the lawsuit in multiple emails to the Times saying that he claims that many of his allegations are false false but concedes that his exes deserve the opportunity to air their statements publicly and notes that he needs to accept accountability for the things that he's done um he goes quote i have been abusive to myself and everyone around me for years i have a history of hurting people closest to me i'm ashamed of that history and i'm sorry to those that i hurt there's nothing else i can really say so there you go there's that back to like the movie yeah, uh, December 12th, Olivia Wilde posts a screenshot of the Times article and says that she love, respects, and supports FKA Twigs um, in light of the lawsuit of against Don't Worry Darling's former leading man. Mm-hmm. December 24th, Variety claims that despite previous reports, Shia LaBeouf did not actually leave Don't Worry Di- Darling because of a scheduling conflict. Unnamed sources, so th- sources say that he left, quote, because he exhibited poor behavior and his style clashed with the crest and crew. Um, including Wilde, who ultimately mm. fired him. So there's that. Okay. Then Shia starts a inpatient treatment in January of 21. January 4th, per page 6, 28-year-old Harry Styles and 38-year-old Olivia Wilde are dating. <laughs> so it comes out in January that they're dating. They're photographed together. Um, according to Us Magazine, Wilde says that he's referring to her as his girlfriend. January 5th, people Wild says that he's referring to her as his girlfriend. Yeah. No, according to Us Weekly, Harry Styles Uh refers to Wild as his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yep. And so she said that. I was like, no, 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 no. Um, (laughs) Then, um, then on January 5th, and this is where things start to go off the rails for the movie as it relates. And this is why it's important. January 5th. People are starting to put people publishes a report that their relationship is obvious on the set of Don't Worry, Darling, saying what started out as a close friendship quickly turned romantic. Quote, everyone saw it coming during breaks. He hasn't been able to stay away and visited her trailer. And quote, reportedly, he's seen standing outside of his director and co-stars trailer chatting with her during the shoot. OK, yeah. Yeah. then we get to fast forward to February. So fast forward a month. In a conversation, Olivia Wilde tells 
promising young woman director Emerald Fennell that she, quote, has a no assholes policy to keep everybody on set, quote, on the same level. She explains that she was once told to assert her power as a director by having three big arguments on day a day on set. According to Wilde, the advice actually helped her by persuading her to do the exact opposite. So she's huh. starting, which is interesting. Okay. Then People reports that Wilde and Harry Styles' work romance is still going strong. They have yeah. been spending, quote, all of their time together. And now comes the first report that Florence Pugh is how is upset with how often the two of them yeah. disappeared. And yeah. saying, like, you know, three people who worked on the movie previously call it the budding relationship was, quote, pretty obvious and annoying um, because Styles and Wilde were nowhere to be found during setups of shots. So essentially, they would shoot. Olivia Wilde would say cut, they'd run off, they'd set up the next scene. Which, by the way, not a great rated way to direct a film. No, it's a terrible, fucking terrible. One source say they witnessed a tense conversation about the issue between Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh, who was particularly, quote, angered by the absences. Um, on the 14th, the movie appears to wrap. Um, Olivia Wilde posts a picture of Florence Pugh hugging her um, with the quote to work with an actor as talented as brave as Florence Pugh is, is any director's dream. I will forever be grateful, Flo. It's an honor to be your captain. February 15, she posts another social media shout out, shout out praising Harry Styles for, be for being willing to play a supporting role in a female-led film. Um, so it basically says like, Hey, thanks for being our male, you know, basically, uh, co-star in this female dominated film. Then on the 13th, she drops September 13th. She drops an 11 second teaser, uh, like teaser trailer, um, with Florence Pugh making out with her on-screen husband, Harry Styles and Chris Pine screaming in a white tux. So basically there's that. Then on December 9th of 21, Olivia Wilde tells Vogue that she's wondered why there isn't any good sex in film anymore. Peace alludes to the scenes that we will unpack. Well, that in the makes movie. sense. It took a left turn. That most certainly did. Um, Still got questions about that roast beef. Then she also, ooh. And then she said she adds that Styles was originally shortlisted for his role because of the pandemic, but his tour conflicted. So now she's starting to say, we never really wanted Shia. We really wanted him, but because of COVID, we couldn't have him. Why? Why? That's, you I, don't have to say that. I don't know, but that's what she said. So now we fast forward to from December 29th of 21 to April 26th of 22. Wild attends CinemaCon to introduce a new trailer for don't worry yes. worry da darling and then it's later revealed that she's while she's there she gets handed what she thinks is a script turns out it's custody papers from her ex so that's fun like live on stage like yeah. live on stage yeah from sudeikis um the trailer then releases to the public on may 2nd basically <sighs> kind of outlining it's the trailer so on may yeah. Second, that's when the, the trial date for FKA Twigs assault case is coming on the July 21st. A second trailer is released. Then on July 30th, page six, excuse me, suggests that Wild and Styles relationship started as an affair. Quote, uh -oh. I can tell you for a fact that Flo seeing Olivia and Harry all over each other on set did not go well with um did not go down as well olivia was still with jason when she first hooked up with harry saying that this was also kind of an issue for um so that was there's that then on august 10th there's court filings okay august 16th 
Florence Pugh pushes back against excitement for Don't Worry Darling being focused on her on-screen intimacy with Styles. Quote, when it's reduced to your sex scenes or to watch the most famous man in the world go down on someone, it's not why we do it, she tells Harper's Bazaar. It's not why I'm in this industry. Obviously, the nature of hiring the most famous pop star in the world, you're going to have conversations like that. That's just not where I'm going to be, dis- what I'm going to be discussing, because this movie is bigger and better than that. And the people who made it are bigger and better than that. As well. I agree. Wow. And then. I did not. I I missed that interview. Yeah. Stand yeah. 10 toes down. I agree. Yeah. Um, and so then we kind of go to up Very here busy. and we kind of go that like here on August 22nd of 2022 styles makes headlines by addressing the queer baiting accusations he's faced. Um, oh, and so okay. basically she doesn't believe, um, toxic next. She doesn't, basically there's this whole thing of like, he's an issue because of there's some toxic negativity, associated with the film they i could really go on i've gone on for a while i could go on and on about this later while this is all happening there is a you know there's also this other screen piece of this where um variety reviewed screenshots from texts from august 2022 where shia labeouf told olivia wilde that he will pull out of don't worry darling according to the messages the pair met in person there's a quote in there that says, thanks for letting me know in on your thoughts on this. Um, then she goes, I know this isn't fun. Doesn't feel good. Say good. To, doesn't feel good to say no to someone. And I respect your honesty. I'm honored. You were willing to go there with me for me to tell a story with you. I'm gutted. Cause it could have been something special backtracking all the other bullshit associated <laughs> with the, like, we never really yeah. wanted him because Harry yeah. Styles is so great, but his COVID yeah. schedule. Um, and yep. then at the Venice film festival, Wilde is asked if she can comment on her alleged tension with Pew, but she skirts the question saying just praising her acting. Um, and so this is, this, there's just a ton of this. Like it, it, basically this is a mess, but what leads, <laughs> yeah. what leads up to this and what the big piece of this is here is that um, apparently Florence Pugh and what's the rumor is, is Florence Pugh was so pissed off about how, things happened on this set right that she refused to do press for it like going forward she was like i don't want to be involved in I, it i'm tired yeah. of it i'm angry at olivia wilde and so there's a couple of questions of like is she not doing press because of the issue associated with the sex scene discussion i get pretty tired of asking those same qu- answering those same questions too followed up with i'm really not thrilled with the person helming this for not being involved in the process right plus all the drama with harry and shia so it's just this is a hot fucking mess any input from you all on the (laughs) dumpster fire that that this is (laughs) this was a distraction to the damn movie all right yep and and all (sighs) let me start by saying this all right i'm gonna just give myself some type of like pre apologies Mm -hmm. all right anything i'm about to say about this movie is not about the social commentary that this movie is about. Correct. Okay. It, my comments revolve more around the mess around this movie <laughs> uh-huh. and it has nothing to do. I appreciate and love that it is a majority female led cast. I support that. Yeah. thousand percent. I love the message in the movie as well. They are just, I didn't know anything about this movie going into it except the mess. Yep. And I and I said this in the in the chat the other day that I really feel like that that mess led into it, it's really interfering with what this movie could be. So that's all I really want to say right now. 
There's a lot of people who, I mean, when we were at the theater last night, we took a poll of both the we lobby did. and we took Before a poll and of, after. And after. Did you movie. really? Yeah we, yeah, we did. And so what we found is that there were a lot of people who were like, we're here for Florence Pugh. She's perfect. It makes it, sense. Well, she I mean, is. Yeah, She's outstanding. Um, there's people who are there for Harry Styles. There were a handful of folks that were like, this we're kind of curious as to what this is because of what a mess the off camera stuff yeah. has been to yeah. see if it impacted the movie at all to say whether or not it did or didn't is hard. I mean, I think that they did have a quality based product based, yeah. based off the person and we'll get into the yeah. movie here in a second. Um, but there were a lot of people who showed up for it. I do think though that Florence discomfort with talking through Florence, like we're friends, um, but <laughs> due to the yeah, discomfort, Flo and I, but due to the discomfort that she had talking about like the romance scenes, I, I get that and feel that there were several people who said they thought this movie was a romance. They yes, thought it was there a lot. Really? Yeah, there yes. were a lot of people who really? felt like that they were genuinely, they were genuinely they were, surprised yeah. by the end of it. Cause they came in knowing nothing and then wow. the other side of it. So uh, oh, if wow, you know, they were we, in for a shock. <laughs> I think if you if we we are movie lovers, right? right. And so when you see yeah, Harry I Styles mean, and 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 Florence Pugh, and you see this, this looks a, like Jesus. a. I mean, it looks like not a Hallmark movie kind of love, but it looks like a love story a sure. little bit. You know what it, I mean? And the tone that it's shot in does not scream thriller. I guess if if that's what if that's kind of the word I've been if using. If you to had told this. when when well, when I when I did not know that this was intended to be a thriller at really? first. Uh-uh. The the trailer was, I thought it was one of the, I thought it was going to be more of like a drama, like angsty. murder mystery. I thought it was a movie, movie mystery. I thought it was also potentially like one of those moments where, you know, those like romance movies where they're united by a tragedy. Like I thought that that mm. could have been it. Like, I think that there were some wow. moments where I didn't quite pick up on it. Uh, and worry, maybe it's my grandpa's going to be okay. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, um, that is not what I got from the preview. I saw it all. But I, now we're. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I just I know. I, I And I think that was the second part is because we are movie lovers. When we watch a trailer, we can now that I've seen after watching the movie, I went back to go watch a trailer. And that makes sense. It's almost like, duh, Marcus, like you're supposed to know that. But I'm going to tell y'all just from the jump, if I can, I had no interest in watching this movie. Just yeah. I'm just gonna like let you know I had no, zero as you should. interest in watching this, he and it had not. nothing to. I will make jokes that it was a white like that has nothing to do with it. I was gonna make a whole lot of jokes about it being uh, the cast is very white and all well, the other stuff. There's some stuff we have to out. talk about uh, with it that is, as well. And it there there is stuff in there that I want to address. Um, sure. And I feel like there's a lot of things in there that there's reasons why it was like that. So I'll wait yeah. my turn when right. we get there for right? sure. Um, but I was going to make joke. That's not what this is about. When I watched the trailer, I just didn't put two and two together, but I had zero interest in it. Me and Doug made a TikTok, and we did one word before and two words after. And the first word I used was apathetic about this movie. And I, I just was, didn't, I, I didn't care about anything. I, and yeah. again, take in my baggage with it when I walked in of like, okay, it's Harry Styles. I don't really give a shit about most <laughs> of the things he does. Yes, he's sexy. He's a talented guy. He looks. I am a girl. I am a man who's comfortable with my sexuality, and that is a very good-looking man. He's a very handsome man. Everybody in this damn movie is Chris Pine. Even Nick Kroll, who arguably is like the redheaded stepchild of the attracted, attractive husbands, 
it still looks fucking sexy as hell. Yeah, they, no, he so looks good. They did a great true. job, which I was really surprised about because usually the goofy guy cannot. I don't know. That's just the, I, it's a line. Yeah, Nick yeah. Kroll had maybe six lines in this film, and you can tell yeah. he's having the time of he his just fucking life. He was just fucking he was happy, happy to be there. To be there. Yeah. there. But know? gentlemen, we are starting to get into this movie, so I want we us are. to just formally start this process of the rue by review of saying first off spoiler alert we are going to talk about the movie everything up until this point has been drama associated but we're going to talk about the movie so if you haven't seen it hit a pause come back and visit us again after you see it also uh i want marcus to give us his barbershop summary (sighs) oh man don't worry darling so strap in for the joy right of the night here we oh, go. Uh, okay, here we Take go. All right. So, don't. Because <laughs> 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 I told y'all I was on some bullshit tonight. Okay, here we go. Don't worry, <laughs> darling. I'm going to set the scene for you. Um, post, post-apocalyptic world. Okay. Stepford, Stepford Wives. 50s, 60s vibe. 50s, 60s, make America great again. Um, It's very, it's very, um, it feels, so, okay, in all seriousness, there's this movie, right? And there's this couple. And you Mm -hmm. start off in this beautiful La La Land type of deal, right? Um, And everything's clean. Everything's kind of, I don't know, uh, is it 70s? What is the vibe of that? I would say it's a 60, I would say it's a early 60s vibe. Early six, early six. The, the, I mean, fifties maybe. It did shift a little bit after Florence, after the um the lead actress went through like this reboot because they kind of changed the car and they kind of went more towards the seventies. It seemed like a little bit, but start you off in a nice clean sixties look. You have uh, Harry Styles, you have Florence Pugh. They are a married couple. Um, I'm forgetting their names. I'll be honest with y'all. If could somebody like? Oh, I got you. Her her character's name is Alice. His character's name is Jack. Alice and Jack. Thank you. So Alice and Jack live together and they are very much in love. Okay. So they are like all over each other, the entire like beginning of this movie. And there's something going on, but you don't really know, but everything seems perfect. All right. They live in a cul-de-sac and all the houses are beautiful. All the wives are beautiful, beautiful dresses, beautiful husbands and suits. And they have this routine of they'll, they'll do dinner or maybe skip dinner for a little taco or whatever the case may be. All right. So they'll eat, he eats the box on top of the table and then he's so happy about it and then he leaves and every day the all the husbands leave right and there's this one place that everybody cannot go to um that the husbands drive into the deserts in their old school cadillacs and all this other stuff right so they go they they go to this to this place and the, the one rule is the wives cannot go there and there's like discretion and everything is like you support the husbands in their job because they are um, doing something progressive materials, creating or discovering progressive materials. I think that is what sounds the, that yeah, sounds was. vaguely correct. Yep. So they were they they go through this whole process, right? And so every day the husband comes home, they're welcome with the husband. Well, Jack and Alice and Jack and Alice is home. They're well, he's welcome home with a drink and dinner made and everything. The house is clean and everything's ready. And she's like, oh, thank you so much, babe. Blah, 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 blah. They can't really talk about what they do at work. They don't even know what their roles are. Anyway, moving forward, the wives all have this discussion. There is one person, I believe her name is Margaret. Margaret yes. is basically, they're calling her insane. They're saying Margaret then lost her damn mind because Margaret went into the desert and she had a child and and um, Margaret lost her child in the desert. And they said that they took the, the rumor is they took the child from her because she didn't do what was right. 
and she did something she wasn't supposed to do, basically. And she's clenching on in this red plane and she keeps saying like, hey, we're not supposed to be here. We're not supposed to be here. We're not supposed to be here. There's this big function. Fast forward in a little bit at this guy named Frank's house. Okay, Frank is the lead guy played by Chris Pine. And everybody, all the men love Frank. They defend his ass. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh Um, um, Chris Kroll. He Nick, defends, yeah, Kroll, yeah, Nick Kroll. Yeah, Nick, yep. Nick Kroll. I'm yeah. sorry. Nick Kroll defends Frank and says he's the best thing ever, whatever the yep, fuck, uh-huh. you know. Like you don't speak to him like that. They defend him to a T. And they all go to this party at Frank's house. And Frank's is giving this big speech about sticking together and solidarity and, and secrecy and yep. are you loyal and all this other crap like yeah. that. And yep. Margaret um has this, she speaks out and has this out, out outburst, and then they try to silence her and all this other stuff. So fast forward a little bit more. Florence Pugh starts having these flashbacks. Like her mind is seeing visions. these images. Yeah. She's having these visions and she's having, she's hallucinating eggs. Ain't got no yolk in it being squished in between the glasses. Whole bunch of shit going eggs on. on the face of the planet. <laughs> and so they go through this entire process. She's feel like she's losing her mind. Florence Pugh eventually riding a trolley sees this red plane crash. Okay. So she sees this red plane crash and she walks out into the desert because the trolley man won't take her there. And she says, well, are we not going to save him? We got to go help the person. I just saw a plane crash. So she goes all the way to the desert, finds this little central location, this little uh, house thing in, in the center of the desert headquarters, I guess. Dome. And they, she touches it. And when she touches it, something happens where she, I guess, snaps out of what is later to be found as a hallucination or the, um, uh, what what's another word for virtual reality, uh, virtual reality. Yeah. Like the trance state that she's been put in. Yeah. Yes. She's so, pulled out of the simulation. She's pulled out of the simulation. So she goes the rest of the movie having these weird like flashbacks. She meets Margaret. Margaret is telling her, we're not supposed to be here. You know something's different with you. Margaret then kills herself, right? Slits her throat in the thing. And then, um, Allegedly. Florence Pugh was like, I saw her die. She slit her throat, then fell off the thing. They pulled yeah. her away. They said, that shit didn't happen. You need to take these medicines. Her husband gets promoted. And then for some reason, Chris Pratt makes him dance like a damn puppet. Oh, and I have commentary on that. Yeah. That shit was wild as shit. He was like, don't you want to see the boy dance? And, mom, that was, mom, and they're going off. She's like, as hell. I want to yeah. leave. She says, I want to go home. She wants to get out. She realized something wrong. Long and behold, long, because it's very long. I'm not even trying to exaggerate this. Long, long story less long, long it turns out that alice's husband boyfriend husband jack they are in a simulation like a literal simulation he has her in a trance in their bedroom in their house when they leave the husbands leave to actually go to work in the real world to pay for this experience in this life and then they come back after work quote unquote is done and then they're back with their wives so he puts mm-hmm. him forcibly put his wife in a trance. And then he's also in this trance. And I think he's kind of in a cult. Frank runs this cult, uh, so, yeah. so to speak. Right. And this whole thing is a simulation. Florence Pugh realizes that breaks out of the simulation and the whole thing just goes left. Chris Pine ends up getting stabbed. Um, she ends <laughs> up killing the doctor. Yep. Um, Jackie boy is part of this whole thing because he's not even British. This motherfucker's English and rugged. Yep. He lost his job. Doesn't really do anything in the real world. So everything mm-hmm. he wanted in the real world, he got in this imaginary world where he's like got his wife hooked up to an IV and some more shit. That's really the short version of this. That's plot. perfect. As short yeah. as I can get it. That's an incredible summary too. Like that's, yeah. that's very well done. Cause that's, it's, you were, you're pretty spot on. I want to yeah. cover box office. So quickly, this movie made $19.2 million this weekend at 4,173 theaters, according to variety. Um, so they expected that it would be 
they were like, we hope that this movie should be around 20 million, 22 million. So yeah. they did a great job with this yeah. cast. Florence Pugh plays Alice. Harry Styles plays Jack. Chris Pine plays Frank. Olivia Wilde plays Bunny. Kiki Lane plays Margaret. Gemma Chan plays Shelly. And then Nick Kroll plays Dean. And then we get into some of the other folks. Do- Timothy Simmons from Veep plays Dr. Collins. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you're going to kind of get into, I don't want to say no name folks, but you're going to get into some um, lesser than common household folks. Gentlemen, what did you all like about this movie? Brian. I think the storyline is there. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Marcus. I think, oh, did you say Brian? Sorry. Yeah, I said Brian, you're but you're good. No, you're Go. I did just talk for 10 minutes. But no, you're I, good. I, do, I think that the, the storyline is good. It, it's, I feel yeah. like it tells, a, it has a good story to be told. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I want my foundation to start. Because I, I didn't have a problem with, now, it is very similar to another movie, but <laughs> this storyline is, I think the storyline is yeah. solid. So I will stop it. Yeah, 100%. Brian. Yeah. I yeah I I mean I liked I liked a lot of this I really liked Florence Pugh I don't really think that can be overstated I think we're all no. gonna say the same thing there but I mean uh, she she's a force like she carries this movie she carries oh, it be, on her back, her be back effortlessly yeah. by oh, the way like she never struggles never buckles she knows exactly what is needed of the character and she just she is laser focused on getting there hundred like, percent. Uh, like I can't talk well enough about Florence Pugh in this role. It honestly, what it feels like is somebody at WB saw Midsummer and they were like, just get her in something, sign her for anything. Like literally mm-hmm. sign her for the next project we have open. And like, that's, that's how that all came. Studios about. like doing things like putting Florence Pugh in situations where horrifying <laughs> things happen. Yes. And that's because she does such a great job of like convincing you that you need to be scared. Like that something's not okay. And the sense of like, yeah, her ability to act panicked, is second to none because the moments where she feels emotionally like both sad, but also panicked, but also disturbed. Like all of that comes through so, so strong. So I want to boost that a hundred percent. Like it's this nuance to anxiousness. Like you think, yeah, like we've all felt anxiety, but like Florence Pugh, like knows how to get to like a specific shade and number of anxiety. and Immediately (laughs) put it on screen for you to connect with it. And that's really hard. Uh, as someone that that did acting and then stopped because I'm like, this is hard. Like, that's incredibly difficult mm-hmm. to do. And it shines through in this. Uh, 100%. I, I think the concept is really good. What's really funny is when I started the movie, I was like, you know, what would be really wild is like, you know, what if this whole movie takes place in present day? That'd be wild. That's not going to happen. And then literally three quarters of the yeah. movie, it's like, so anyway, it's present day. Um, I like that. I really yeah. like that. I think it, it helps with the social commentary. I know for some folks, they just they, like you either you're in or you're out at that point. I That's feel true. Like. That's yeah. true. Um, but I think it works for me on a lot of levels. And I really like how <laughs> I, I'll, the, the last thing I'll focus on here is I really liked how Chris, Pro, how Chris Pine like showcased how, how he was like, I'm the bad guy, but I'm not. I'm not going to overdo it, even though he totally could have and got away with it. His performance was very much this very believable, 
like charismatic guy who believes in what he's doing. But no, he's bad news bears. Like that guy is bad, awful, like great F. Uh, So I'm just going to start there with as the things that I liked. Yeah, I think in addition to both of those things, I think I think I want to boost Marcus's comment too to say that concept is a lot of this. Like if you can't get if you're not going to grasp the concept, this movie is going to be a struggle for you. And so I yeah. really appreciated the risk they took with that particular concept because it's hard to do. And it's not like it it's not like it eases you into this. It dumps mm-hmm. you into no. 1958 with all of the tropes and feelings that they did with a pet set piece, because that's one of the things I really liked. I was convinced that this was a period piece like for yeah. up until. Oh. The yeah, twist yeah. halfway through, I'm convinced that this is a period piece. Absolutely. There are moments where my my skeptic contrarian brain <laughs> made me look at things and I was critical of the movie, but now looking back on it post twist, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Like yeah. this sounds really stupid. The wallpaper in their bathroom. It was yes. like it was like giraffe patterned, but there was like gold behind these black yes. blotches. And I looked yes. at that and I said, no motherfucker in the 50s or 60s would yes. have that as a wallpaper. It would I- be pastel and disgusting. <laughs> and so not to I, missed, I missed all of that. I noticed it. And then I kept saying, like, there's no way anybody has this. And so I was actually like, they didn't do their homework. Like, <laughs> I like. They didn't do their homework at all. Like, and like mad about it and then turn around to find out, Oh no, this is a, it's supposed to look fancy and opulent and rich. And Mm -hmm. because it was created to look that way. And so it's, it's both a set piece, but it's not. But like I said, they did a really good job of dressing everything the way in which it needed to be because I believed that it was. Um, And I thought that was great. Can I chime in right here? Please. Definitely. Can I tell y'all a secret? Yes. I think okay. I might know it, but okay. Uh, do you? Maybe. We're going to find out. <laughs> here, here's my secret. If there is a time... <laughs> if, and this is no offense to anybody born in this time period, but if there's oh. a time period that I hate, it's the 60s and the 70s. Yeah. If there's time I, pieces that yeah. I absolutely can. Yeah. When people ask me, if Marcus, if you could be born <laughs> in a certain time period, what would it be? My first response is I'm black. My second response is <laughs> so never, my all, second response. All of them is, are not great. Like <laughs> all of them are not the best options, yeah. right? Yeah. But, my second response is it would never be the 60s, 70s. It would never yeah. be the 60s or the 70s. There's something I just don't care for about the style of it the feel of it i just i don't know what that is i just i I just have no whenever a movie is a timepiece based in that or a tv show it it i'm i'm lost i'm me personally i'm disconnected from it i just don't like it i I said something flippantly that invoked a reaction from you in this movie where (laughs) i said about one of the African-American like side characters, one of the the wives on the bus, she's mm-hmm. the black lady. And I said out oh, loud, no. I went, oh, she's not at the back of the bus. And that's, like, and, and that's because at the time period, she fucking would have been like, so why would you <laughs> yeah. take this one? I like, guess that was my. And so I guess this maybe leads. I don't. I, this is my theory. Right. It seemed to be a cult and it was a man's cult. Right, I mean, and the social oh, commentary yeah. is men 
controlling women. That's what yes. I got from it, right? Oh, Saying yeah. what to do with their bodies, what to do with them. You know, mm-hmm. you expect to be, have sex when you want to. You expect yes. dinner to be made. You, and yes. that's going back to this certain lifestyle where the man is, yeah, yes. all it's very man, all this, it's very cetera, make America. It's very make America great again. Oh, that's not, not a political podcast, but yeah. That's what, the, no, that seriously was the vibe that I got was, oh, yeah, this seems more like the people who fall in line with this, like if there was, if make America great again was a time period, this would be. Oh, I, I mean, I think, I think we just need to call it duck a duck here. I mean, like this Chris Pine's character is totally like, a, like a mashup of like your Joe Rogan's of your Andrew. Tate's, that's his of, of your, I I'm, I'm running out. I, I don't know many people in this Matt space, Gates. but like, <laughs> no, you were doing uh, right. yeah, but like these, uh, the, these folks that, 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 pine for a time when they say things were simpler simpler for for who white men and you look at something like don't worry darling and it is this fever dream for somebody who is just a like a men's rights activist which we already know is like a joke but like what if they did have this power to create this virtual reality Mm -hmm. like a Fortnite virtual reality where it's like hey we can go back to that time. We just got to shove everybody in a VR thing and you can have this life again. You can yeah. walk in through the door and Florence yeah. Pugh will clean your house and have a bourbon waiting for you. Like, yeah. and to, to those types of people, those regressive and bigoted and sexist people, that is utopia to them. That is that like this yeah. victory project is literally their utopia and they don't see a problem with it and chris pine's whole speech is talking about like no you yes. actually want to be controlled like that's actually yes. what you want which yeah. i would ask a woman i don't think that's true uh because <laughs> he called it organized chaos and then the scene yes when jack gets the promotion they're screaming whose world is this and all the men are uh, screaming well the yeah. men are screaming our world and the women are repeating it sure yeah yeah I, that I was something that stood out to me i don't know and no, i can't yeah and I can't find like an image right now of the symbol for the victory project, which is what it's called, by the way. Yeah. But this is hit Joe Rogan's symbol. And you can see like the parallel <laughs> almost immediately. Like, yeah. yeah, it is a series of concentric circles with an eye in the middle. It is it is designed to look like something that they, they mean... looked at that and they said, like, well, we can't we can't make it outright the same. But what hmm. could we do to draw similar elements? And they did a good now, job of drawing like, from it. And I don't mean to be accusatory to, to, to his podcast, like do well, whatever you it, want, but it, it, yeah, it, they were drawing inspiration from that for sure. I mean, again, I know we're on Spotify and I know Spotify, I know y'all love your Joe Rogan and I, and I don't listen to his podcast. I, I only know, know what people talk about his podcast and the, what those people believe. So like, I am going to make that disclaimer, but sure. I, I think 100%. it's, what it is, it's it's representative of these people that that yeah. look at this world and like, man, I wish we could go back. And it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and the only like and, and no. like, no, that was bad because like literally women yeah. did not have a choice of what they could do. They didn't have careers. They didn't have choices. They didn't mm-hmm. have input. Um, need I, I, I mean, there's a lot here to say. Uh, right. 
so I'll stop there for, for, for the moment so we can talk about some of the other stuff. But I do absolutely yeah. believe there are people non-ironically. And I thought about this watching the movie and I was like, oh man, no, like this is like utopia. Like this is legit. Somebody's mm-hmm. watching this being like, why isn't it like that today? And it's well, like, mm-hmm. I, you and, know. And Brian, remember Jack says several times, Harry Styles says several <laughs> times, yeah. like we're trying, I'm trying to give you our best life. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying right. to give you perfection like i'm trying you work all the time you're stressed out we don't connect anymore i'm trying to give you well, this version of our best life yeah but, and, and so, which and, but, and but her re- his version sorry, of yeah. the best life and, so and it's his version of the best life because her right. reply was i was happy she was a surgeon she was a full-on she was a full-on doctor that was saying i like what i do while he yeah. was at home not working complaining as soon as she got in the door I, i'm hungry oh my gosh so it was like well, what the that fuck was... well, what do you want me to do i've been yeah. stitching people up all goddamn day and <laughs> right. you're just sitting here looking rough as hell which shout out to harry styles and the costume designers because yes they Holy shit. they wanted to make sure you saw the significant switch between his handsome yes. ass and whoever that 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 man was that was in them flashbacks because those were two yes. completely different people and i can't yes. stress enough i get i get to go back to the piece before we started talking the movie like we cannot and i'm guilty of this so i will put my hand up and say you did it wrong like i'll point it at myself guilty of what i reduced this movie to like fucking harry styles like i really like pretty boy pretty boy dude on screen they cast him because he's a big name they didn't really want to do much with it and then i get in the movie and i'm like well shame on me because (laughs) Of that moment of that reveal of his present self, of his non-simulation yeah. self, that was like, we don't give a fuck if he looks pretty now. Like right. he needs to be, he needs to convey a message about what's going on. Yes. It did an outstanding job with that. So I, I do think that there's too. some commentary. I do think there's something to be said of like, we as a society cannot, oh Jesus, we as a society cannot reduce it to don't we can't reduce it down to Harry Styles as like what the same thing that Florence Pugh is upset about. You're talking about him as a pop star going down on her. You're talking about him as a sex signal. We can't reduce the movie to that. And I'm definitely kind of did. So So, if we can take a moment here, the, the one thing that's been bizarre to me about some of Olivia Wilde's marketing stuff, and I, I don't know if she's directly responsible for it. I don't Ooh, know if it's her yeah. team. I don't know if it's WB. I don't know who it is. What I do know is that Olivia Wilde like made a lot of statements about female empowerment and the way sex was used <laughs> in this movie, which is great. I, I, I read those interviews, and I'm supportive of that, and... The one thing that's weird to me, though, is that they're highlighting like female pleasure in this movie, which, okay. However, it is in the context and frame of Florence Pugh's character literally trapped. Like she's literally trapped in this simulation. But you're 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 saying like, well, no men will be satisfied sexually in this movie. And it's like it's literally a power fantasy. Did they say that? She, so it's, she I have came to out find recently. the interview. No, but yeah. She came out recently and she said, this is a movie where women get put first in terms of their like sexual needs and desires and Which, satisfaction. And that is a intention versus impact moment. Marcus, yes. yes, sir. You have a hand in the back. Yes. Um, Me personally, I don't know who's watching this, but cover the ears of the children. I will gladly be sexually <laughs> satisfied if I just ate the box and left. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am a munch. So like you can just, I will eat and leave and I will also be satisfied. So I'm a little disconnected. Like I, I feel like I'm satisfied when my, when my lady is satisfied. Now, Marcus, like, your mom like, called and asked you about this. And I really <laughs> want to make sure that we, we don't lose sight of. So if that's what it is, remember what your mom said. Okay. So, what a, what a weird way to think about my mom. What a it, weird moment. But yeah. we can bring that first. But you're right. I mean, that's the other thing is like, Okay, I get the point you're making. Brian's that, no, no, I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm absolutely. You're more fine. So, uh, I'm absolutely agreeing with Brian's point, though, right? Because if that's said, it feels I, weird to put that within this movie. I it's guess. very weird. Is what I'm saying. I, well, I, I just, it's very hard for me to disconnect it from like literally a world where all the men are in control. Like, I just, it's that's just really. It's very difficult for me to get past. I'm very supportive of of feminist filmmaking. I'm very supportive mm -hmm. of what Olivia Wilde is saying. I just, within the context of the movie, it's just kind of like, huh, okay. Like, okay. It feels like we're focusing on something very small in the context of something very large. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Um, agreed. A, agreed. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it just, it, it's, it's a, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to reconcile and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And maybe, uh, maybe I'm not like, maybe we as an all male majority male podcast, sure. all male podcast is not like the podcast to be discussing this movie. So if you're point. looking for or this portion of this movie, anyway, or at least this portion, portion of, this of it, movie. I will yeah, fully this, admit this that. Yeah. Perfectly fine with that. I, I, I can only, I can only give you an example through the eyes of Marcus, honestly, at the end of the day. Yeah. And for yeah. me, I enjoyed the scenes because it did feel like something different. And also, yeah. I mean, it was hot. It was smoking hot to push the roast beef. I, I mean, the they were done table. well and tastefully. Like, yeah, you, you can't say. I mean, like, again, it's a female led cast. Like, you don't mm -hmm. you don't see that a lot. No, and the people in our theater seem to like it a lot. So they <laughs> most certainly did. I was very <laughs> concerned about the mess and whether or not they were going to eat dinner later. But oh. hey, that's just me and where I was at. I oh, think. the mess with the roast beef. Yeah, the mess. Well, oh. that mess too. Um, I do, I do want to ask, please, Brian. Just look at me when I say these things. Um, <laughs> you want me to um, look you in the eye as you yeah, just say this? What a wild podcast to go live on Facebook for, huh? Yeah, yeah, we really kind of we did it. Either we either we either made some new fans or burned some bridges. Or lost a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do, I do want to, I do want to touch on this just for a minute. Yeah. I think that there is, I do want to get to this section of things that kind of bugged me. And I want to talk about yeah. two things. One, the length and two ch cutting choices. Like, yes, because there's a big portion of me of wondering like, so about the first two acts are yes. all pre, you know, it's a simulation. So two thirds of this movie feels like it's all set piece with something spooky going on. Like, right. Yes. Like, yes. And it feels it. like really, really, I just, I feel like some of that stuff that was like jam packed at the end. Oh I boy. I feel like you could have put some Sprinkled more it. like, yeah, you could have to use like a, like you could put a, put some more bait out there for me to follow those breadcrumbs yes. just a little I bit agree. because it just, it feels like you were like, 
hey, it's a really cool, sexy set piece, right? Look at all the sexy people. Weird. There's no money. <laughs> Weird. There's an airplane. What the right. fuck happened with that? Yeah. And then it's like, it's a simulation. He's a piece of shit. She killed him by accident. And she escapes. <laughs> well, go home, everybody. That's great. Hope you all had fun. Like That all happens in like 10 minutes. It's, it does it's have, yeah. 20 minutes. And that's why yeah. the end t- title card where it says, don't worry, darling, has people going like, what the fuck? Oh, just I, I like that. But yeah, let's, keep, let's get into it. That cutscene, that that end scene is fine because yes. there is no there is no open minded like Dark Knight Returns <laughs> ending where did Batman live over the water or did he die over the water? We'll never Alice know. Returns. That one was like she just woke up and was like <gasps> and like okay she we know she woke up in the bed. My right. question was, what does that look? I, I wish I would have seen what that looked like when she woke up. Sure, because it was sure. a lot of setup to get her in the simulation and not enough set yes. up to say you just woke up to a dead body they said the people are on the way to come get you and kill yeah. you in real life yeah right? and where is the red plane like what happens when the world was shaking what is that what what like none of those questions yeah. got answered right and then on top of that i feel like there were some moments where you could have done like a ready player one scenario where you could have had stuff outside of the simulation happening. Like I just, there were moments with this where I was like, why did we spend so much time in that desert exploring the set piece exploring? I mean, you established their dynamic almost within the first 25 minutes of this movie. You didn't, we didn't need to tease it out and establish their loving relationship. So long you could have said, yep, they get along, but look, here's this spooky guy like Chris Pine. What's he's up to. And then it, it's just, I, I had a little one at more Chris Pine. I would have been absolutely fine with more Chris. So I, I, I'm so there's two things here I I need to bring up. Uh, So Kiki lane, I want to, yeah, Kiki lane posted on Instagram that a majority of the things that she shot and she plays Margaret in the film were cut. So Margaret was the character that killed herself, that lost her child. And so I feel like, I feel like there's probably a three hour cut of this movie, which nobody's probably Uh... interested in, but I think Kiki Lane and Margaret, Margaret uh, as a character, I think that's probably Doug, the stuff that you're looking for. If I had to bet money, I bet it is in all those scenes that Kiki Lane had cut, or at least you're getting more context or more clues. And I feel like you could have added more Kiki Lane. You could have taken out a little bit of Harry Styles. Yeah. And you maybe could have found like a good medium somewhere. Yeah. I, I, I think that's maybe the calculation I would have made because Kiki Lane has the red plane. She has a red plane. And then we see the red plane quote unquote crash, by the way, we never see an explosion. No. And for me, once I learned it was a simulation, I immediately, I immediately for everything that was happening, I'm like, Oh, like this is glitchy. Like this isn't a stable build of their internet VR. So like, Mm -hmm like the red plane was like leftover coding for something or the earthquakes are like, oh, oh, we don't have enough bandwidth. And like when very you play much, a video game, very much don't free have- guy components in there as yes. well. 
Yeah, like, and if you play multiplayer video games, sometimes your dude's floating, sometimes he's, like, in a wall or whatever, like, and that's kind of, to me, that was an equivalent. I don't know if other people felt that way, but that's how I reconciled that. Brian, that is That's a great way to think about it. That's really smart. I I never thought about the technological part, but I feel like that's not, that's because they didn't give me enough of that portion. I mean, they also never explained why the men die in the world, but the women... And yeah, I also had this I also had this moment of like this. I, I thought for a long time the route that this thriller was going to go was it was going to be more M. Night Shyamalan's The Village where certain women were like chosen, like they were being sure. absorbed. They were being observed and they noticed that they were starting to ask questions or not acting a certain way. So they were yes. slowly going to like off them or remove them or yes. like I very much expected that. I thought that when she was being electroshocked in that oh, like, doctor's that office, yeah, I thought that that was like she was going to wake up the wife of somebody else besides Harry Styles. Oh, fascinating! Like, I, there I were moments that too. where this I did not expect it to go the way that it did. Happy that it did. Very happy yeah. with the payoff and the way that it went. Just not what I expected. And I think it's yeah. because at that point in time. everything still feels so much up in the air. Like we don't, we, we know that there's this relationship between Jack and um, Florence. And we know that Chris Pine is someone maybe not to be fully trusted. Right. But it's just, everything else is so, and the doctor's creepy as fuck. So like, we know that all of those things are true. So what do we do now? Like where, (laughs) where are we going to go? Well, they try to throw you off a little bit because I'm thinking about that scene with, um, with oh my god, I'm about to say Jack Harlow, Harry Styles, yeah, in the very in the mirror, movie. very oh, different, and yeah. he's he's like, I don't know why I picked this tie, as if he was in some type of trance, yeah. And then and then I'm thinking, okay, so maybe Frank has control of all of it, and he can control uh, what the men do, yeah. Because then he makes Jack dance uncontrollably yep. at the celebration. <laughs> Look, As he got a new Fortnite emote. He wanted to try it out, okay? Or on, or unless the, the point is is that like Jack wasn't a good dancer outside of the simulation, so he programmed himself to well, be a good dancer inside the simulation, but at that point in time mm. you don't know, so it just like looks like oh, so he's a wizard. Like he can just I just assume that dance. was I assume that that was Frank um maintaining dominance. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he, I, that, yeah, was, yeah, that yeah. was asserting his 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 role in all of this of you want to see him dance? What would you do for loyalty? Yes. Like, thank you I, for yes. being loyal. Like, you are going to dance on this stage in front of people. And there were yeah. so many, there was a lot of people in the room, which means that cul-de-sac was only a small portion of how yeah. many people were really a part of that whole process. And, yeah, hold on. And the other thing about this that bothers <laughs> me about, sorry, because I'm going to backtrack. Like, No, do steps. it. No. Uh-uh. The whole thing about Olivia Wilde being that this is like a female, like, sexual fantasy like empowerment yeah. movie yeah. chris pine watches these two people have oh, sex yeah. in his old fucking yeah, house did. yeah i'm pretty sure she didn't consent to that there lady like what the fuck are you talking about i'll be i'll be completely honest <laughs> with you why they in, in my dream out. world where we're able to talk to these folks on the press junket and in the dream world where florence Pugh actually did the press junket for this i would have <sighs> loved to been. ask the question of like how are you reading that scene? Cause like, I'll be honest, that sequence, that sequence really challenged me. Like not only Mm -hmm. is it uncomfortable, right? You're like, Mm -hmm. someone's watching you 
and you already made you've already talked about how you're uncomfortable if someone if someone's gonna find you and then it's it's like chris pine doesn't say anything about it so then it feels like there's weird my read on it was like this is like a control thing but like is alice into this no Mm -hmm. i don't know but like jack doesn't know about it the whole thing made me incredibly uncomfortable because like you couldn't suss that out now I'm sure we could talk about the themes there, but I had no idea how to read that scene. Yeah, that's weird. That was just I a do, weird moment. I get where the female pleasure is coming from because I did wonder, weird thought, but it's my thought process. Why there there as many as this couple sex scenes as there were, there was never any scenes with actual penetration. So I get what she's saying about no male yeah. pleasure yeah. because Harry in the movie. He fingers yeah. her in the house in Frank's house, right? Sure. And then he eats her out at their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both, which would please women over men, m- yes. more so. So I get where she's coming from. I'm just a little. I I also agree with the whole Chris Pine thing, like the watching of that's, them in the bedroom and then bringing it back up later. Yeah, I didn't. It's a lot of well, characters that I don't think you can give full development and background to, and I feel like Frank oh. should have been one of those characters that got a little bit more background. Right. I'm oh, so man. glad you brought that up. I'm so yeah. glad you brought that up, Marcus, because I do think that the, one of this movie's weaknesses is it's almost like, it's almost like, this is a great, like I said before, this is a great concept. It just feels like there's too many players. Like, like, did we need the pregnant woman who was always drinking? <laughs> Probably mm-hmm. not. Also, what the fuck was that about? Like, oh. this woman was pregnant and never not had a cocktail. In I tied it to the simulation, though. Yeah, because they they make a comment. She's like, yeah, she's always pregnant. Like, she never yeah. oh, has the baby. Shit. Okay. Yeah. She All says right. that Which when, Florence, I, when Alice when, comes back, yep. from the like a, from the shock therapy. Yeah, like a red, like a red plane over my head entirely. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, I think here's the thing. I Florence Pugh is absolutely driving this car. Of absolutely. And no I think she does. I mean, and it's just her handling some of these anxiety yeah. or thriller scenes, especially when she's out in the desert. And, I, and so the movie, right, it takes a turn about halfway through when she's like, For no, sure. something's wrong. And she's starting mm-hmm. to interact with people, telling them something's wrong. And I felt like the most satisfying of those interactions was when Chris Pine was like, yeah, like, I got you. You, you, you kind of seem like a threat, but you seem like a good challenge. Like, sure, why not? Let's go. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, oh, my gosh, this movie is 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 Florence Pugh versus Chris Pine. I'm even more jacked about it. Yeah. Like, that's a showdown that I want to see. Cause I assumed it would be Jack. Like I assumed Jack would be the main antagonist or yep. whatever. Uh, come to find out Harry Styles is just like <laughs> trying to play video games. I mean, whatever. Um, and I just feel like, I feel podcasting. like this movie needed Chris Pine and Florence Pugh one more time like that. I, I, I don't, mm, I don't yeah. know how to phrase this the right way, but Chris Pine needed to, to, to give a platform to Florence Pugh's character for her to really just like, drive this home because i feel like there is something more yeah. for everything florence Pugh did in this movie there ha- i just there's something in me that makes it feel like there's this five to six minute maybe monologue or something between those two or a sequence mm-hmm. between those two where florence Pugh just kind of like nails the end of this film or like at least those two have some pretty snippy dialogue that that gets at some of those themes but basically they have this dinner party 
uh, Alice shoots her shot for lack of a better term of trying to yep. take down Chris Pine's character and she she can't, you know, the house always wins when it's a VR yep. simulation. Yep. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. But that's, it's an excellent, excellent point, Brian. So yeah, that's, there's, there are some just this movie is good overall and it's enjoyable overall. It's just there's some moments where there are things where I'm like, why that? Like, I also one thing that I kind of. All right, I'm, I'm done. The fucking <laughs> the fucking moaning music. I could like I couldn't like I just really? there was a moment where I was like, I'm tired of this. If you're going to do a soundtrack, oh. do a fucking musical interlude or don't. But the huffing and the was kind of a cool thought, but it kept coming back. And there was one moment where I said out loud in the theater, Hey DJ, let the beat drop. Like I was just <laughs> ready for something to fucking happen here. Like I was, I'm, I was, I was over it. Was and this I, after she, she kills Jack j- in, j- or like, just I w- Brian, I was over that huffing like soundtrack, like halfway through the movie. Oh, I mean, to me, thematically, I was like, oh, like, because you can't breathe. Like, you're having a hard time. Like, oh, you're constricted. well, fuck me, Brian, when you like, put it like that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how I interpreted it, especially when she wraps her head in saran wrap, which was, by the way, absolutely terrifying. Like, oh, that was incredible. Oh, that was, I didn't see that coming. To yeah. see Florence Pugh just, like, look like she was going to choke herself to death on saran wrap in a beautiful, like, kitchen. The, the imagery yeah. there was absolutely astonishingly creepy yeah very much so and that's when you put it that way like oh you can't breathe or maybe because she was in a simulation that's what she was she the only thing she could hear was herself breathing right that makes entirely more sense I, th- I that's just, just my interpretation there are po- moments of this where i think some things just didn't land for me and maybe yeah. that was just one of them where i kind of was like I, what is I, happening <laughs> I mean, yeah. look, I, I feel like I, we've praised Pew. She she nails it. I, I think it's time to talk about how I, I don't know how they came about this in the writer's room, but they just they just they legit said with their whole chest. It's look, it's the Matrix. It's Matrix rules. Enjoy the rest of the movie. Right. And I don't know how to feel about that. That's OK. All right. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's a very good point. They were like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, you're, that's a really good point. I like. I'm glad you made that point. There was a lot. I want also want to say this as we kind of I don't know not wrap up, but whatever we're doing. Um, <laughs> there, there are going to be pieces that I missed in this movie because I feel like the messaging some of it was for me, and then sure. some of it was not. Sure, and I also do. Accurate. It's one of those movies that I, I was telling my mom. I was like, I would wait for you to go see this once it comes out on streaming. Yes, so you could really dissect it in a more like it's it's not like tenant but it's kind of like tenant when there's there's so many i'll tell you what it's really like i'm gonna just say this okay it's halfway a joke and it's halfway not a joke this movie reminds me of get out okay yes no it it is this movie is it feels like and there was there's tiktoks about it so i'm not the only one not to use tiktok as my validating scale or whatever but there are a lot of people that said this feels like get out for women 
more specifically white women based it, off the cast. I, I completely agree with that. I also agree with that and said it yesterday as well. We did say and and honestly, <laughs> if you look at it, it's it's the same premise except for without the virtual reality. It's breaking free from yeah. something, the social commentary, the control, the the view of how you are supposed to be. It's very eerie how parallel these movies are. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. how you get away with that besides it being a white film. <laughs> I just I don't know. And I hate to constantly be the person that's like, no, black this white that black this white that. But there, I, I have a question no. in the back of my head of how do you how do you get away with that? I mean, I, I want to validate you like for people that may not know I'm a white man and I, I completely validate everything that Marcus is talking about. Like yeah. I, it, 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 the, the, there are absolutely similar concepts at play and I will not be surprised if a YouTube essay comes out in like a month <laughs> there's or gonna, two. There's going to be one comparing <laughs> like 10 points of it. Like, yeah, the, the virtual reality aspect I would say is the defining, it is the defining feature between the two, in my opinion, However, the, the the similarities are not lost on me. Um, yeah. And I feel like, and, and this kind of goes into my whole review of the film, but I do feel like this film, I'm trying to find the best way to say this. I feel like it gets up to the plate to really say something. And it does say something. Mm -hmm. It does talk about women empowerment, how men are acting today and how that is toxic and bad and how mm -hmm. women equality in some ways people still feel like this. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like there was a way to make this go into the stratosphere, like really say it with their whole chest. And it just feels like they, they, they backed off the plate. They had a yeah, chance to hit a, a little run. bit. Yep. They a, had, a a they settled for a triple, which is still good. Yeah. But they, they had an opportunity to score like a winning run. And instead yeah. they came up there and they got a hit, which is fantastic, but they didn't drive it home. And Brian, like, what, what, what would have you done differently? Oh, I was about to ask the same question. What would you do differently that you think would have said it with their whole chest, which I love uh, that phrase, by the way, I, I, I not to I am going to talk part. about that. I, I do want to just really quick though, Marcus, I do feel like the, with get out though, Jordan Peele he has a down. gift. He he has a gift to so efficiently capture these experiences and communicate them that it's almost like no one was ever going to touch that. Like no, like no. and so with this story and relating it back here, like I I feel like if we're looking at these themes, if we're looking at how mm -hmm. you resolve it, um, and 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 Alice's story, I I, I guess for me. The, the third act completely relies on you understanding the rules of virtual reality. And if you die in VR, then you die <laughs> yeah, in the real world. In, in that, 10 minutes. Yeah. And like, the, oh, the, yeah, the people know where you live and the red jumpsuits are probably robots or like AI probably <laughs> coming to get you. Um, it's it's a lot to take in with 20 minutes left in the film. For me, I probably Doug and Doug's gonna hate this. I probably would have made this movie like 15 minutes longer. And Agreed. I would have. I, I guess one of the themes I would have come out with is Agreed. like, and this is gonna be like a broken record for some longtime listeners here, but I would have gone with like the solidarity or like how clever and smart Florence Pugh's character is. And one of the mm. ways that you could have done that is that she got the electroshock therapy. 
And you don't know at that point, you don't know how many times she's gone through this. We don't know how many times that Great maybe point. she's been trying to get out or that this same exact thing has happened before. Um, huh. And I feel like there's a lot of storytelling potential there for her to like reawaken each time and be like, oh, I have a journal. And remembering like, a piece. She's yeah. remembering pieces a little bit each time and maybe working with the other women in the project, maybe not, but having, man, having the finale get to this point where it's like, you can't keep her down. You, you can't have this system, keep her down while she is this smart and persistent. Um, I feel like there's a, there's a way to do that differently than a car chase. Um, Also. That's where I'm at. I love that. I love that, Brian. I'm going to, I'm going to suggest a different I'm going to suggest I'm going to tweak a couple pieces of the movie sure because I don't think that they're satisfying enough if we're trying to really drive this home and I think they all center around like Chris Pine so I think okay and, and stay with me now all right I think we could have done with more Chris Pine I think I that <laughs> what I would have loved to have seen is I almost wanted the exposure of what Chris Pine looked like outside of the simulation. Sure. I wanted the same sure. I think thing. that you can do that. And here's the way I think you do it. I think you do it so that way, I think you rewrite this so he doesn't get killed. And I okay. think you make the movie pointless. a little bit longer, which I'm fine with. You make the movie a little bit longer. And the little bit longer is Florence Pugh realizes that there have been 30 other women who have escaped this particular simulation and there's a whole class action legal battle where the entire world now sees him take take his power away right like he's been able to Mm. utilize the internet as his platform okay let's strip him of his power and take the thing that he used to mobilize and accrue his resources and now Everywhere across the internet, his real face is trending and he's on trial because it's, you know what I mean? Like there, you could have gone that route with it. And now it's, we're taking to this really, really strong man who is, it's his world and he's created and he's convinced all his followers that this is what needs to happen. And we've now reduced him to like a, like an, like internet me, like you're basically, yeah victimizing the person who made you feel like a victim. And I think that that as a storytelling piece of being powerful from that standpoint would have been awesome. But I absolutely, I wanted to see him outside of the simulation Mm, and I wanted that portion to be exposed. And I think that that's a, because what you did with Florence this whole time is you put her as you made her a victim for like two hours and 10 minutes and you never really made it feel like she got that, power restored to her no because and i want to oh, at least that's my interpretation i i feel like brian that. has something good to say i i wanted to say i feel like in this instance where harry styles dies because she bashes him over the head and um and rightfully so because he's like squeezing the breath out of her trying to get her to pass out or yeah that was very uncomfortable Didn't um that. that was yeah that was super uncomfortable and then chris pine gets stabbed by his wife yes. who says it's my turn now Yes. Or what did she say? You stupid little man or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. That. I mean, it's it's my time. <laughs> I feel like death was too easy. And that is something that, that is a concept that should be discovered more in the storytelling where sometimes killing the big bad is yeah. it's immediately satisfying. But what is the long term? What is the long term solution to this? OK, she escapes. Right. 
Right. And she wakes up in her bed. What happens now? Because yeah. right, she's still tied up. <laughs> how do like, you take your power back? You're hooked up to an right. IV. How do you? There's all this trauma that comes from. Yes, you got free from the virtual reality, but didn't you return to a world of hell? Right. Because of all the things that you've been through, and that right. is why I feel like the story kind of like hit this. Like it was up, 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 and then it kind of just kind of coasted for the rest of the time. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think this with the themes of the movie, I understand why they stopped short because sure. sometimes, yes. right, like sometimes, sometimes That's victory enough. is survival. And mm-hmm. I, oh, I absolutely vibe with yeah, that. Ryan. I also. Ryan's preaching uh, today, man. I, Damn. I, well, I, I, I this funny. connected this movie connected with me like flaws and all. And like, I, I feel mm-hmm. but I definitely feel like from every like from what you all said is like it is it's strange to me that there isn't some of this like not cathartic but like definitive retaking of that power yeah um the power dynamic of this whole movie is you made like i said two out of the three acts of this movie (laughs) are women are helpless they're here to serve men the power dynamic is certainly weighted in one particular area and your point, Brian, of like sometimes surviving is enough. That's like, right. Just getting through it is such a fabulous That's and beautiful comment. Right. For me, I wanted to see like a, and maybe it's maybe I got some vengeance stuff that I got to work through. <laughs> but for me, I wanted to, I wanted to say like, not only do I want to yeah. kill my husband who put me here, I want to get the motherfucker responsible. Yeah. Like yeah. I, there were pieces of me that wanted to, I wanted to take that power back. Well, in that situation and for sure. I, again i who am i to say like what yeah. a women's a, a women's true. centered 100%. story also should true. end i i don't know i would want to talk i would want to talk with people that that have significant investment in this and have thoughts on this to see absolutely how they feel about it because I, you know and i i also know it's not a monolith but i i do feel like i'd be curious to hear people's thoughts of like did you need something cathartic at the end there of like you, you just you need like a title card of like Florence like she lived a happy life or like <laughs> she broke free or like yeah. did you want like you chased her dream is it, it is like the for lack right. of a better term is like the women's liberation fulfillment like in this mm-hmm. or like the the seizing of power back mm-hmm. like what it, it is is the best way to portray that her escaping and just saying like I'm done like I, made I it. don't right. participate in the system anymore right. it, or is it is it the act of justice of like what it what does justice look like in a situation like this and i don't know which i've said all this and now i understand why they ended with a car scene i understand i completely because maybe there is no car chase because maybe that's the easiest that's the not the easiest but maybe that is a satisfying way to right and because if if i'm looking at the parallels between that and get out at least in get out for me and and i do wonder as much as Get Out hit for Black people, for right. me, at least I don't want to speak for all Black people. Sure. But I wonder if this movie hit for women. That's a great question. That's hard. And the intersectionality of, of life is also a very complicated thing to look at because then the, did this movie hit for Black women or women of color or right. women in the like LGBTQ community? Like, did, mm, did, yeah. like, how does this movie hit? If it's supposed to be that, right? Right. And at least in Get Out, you know, he we have this moment where um Daniel Kaluuya 
is he takes the stuff out of the seat and he puts it in his ear and there's this flip of yes. he became he went from the hunted to the hunter yes. and sure. went one by one killing the dad and then killing yes. the mom and then killing yes. the brother and then kill and that was to us when he went down the line yeah. satisfactory it, that was super cathartic yes. because of the entire the rest of the movie they were fucking with him and playing yes. with his mind the whole time so when yes. we get to the end it felt good to see for the first time ever cop lights pull up and it was his homeboy hopping out right where we thought it right. was the end well depending on what version you because i know there was a, oh, there was a deleted scene That's i'm glad they did not go with that deleted scene Same. um but like to me and i guess that that is what i wanted as somebody who's witnessed get out yeah. And I and and I'm I, maybe they couldn't relate to Get Out, and that's perfectly fine. Every movie yeah. for everybody. There's a message and stuff that is only solely meant for certain crowds and audiences. Yeah. yeah. So that's and you you made a great point. Sometimes maybe survival is a, like beautiful. That was beautifully said. Oh, right? yeah. shucks, y'all. I think beautifully said. So some of the comments of like because I'm going to see like what I'm trying to see like what other people think about this particular movie which i think is kind of cool so like um it's it, like for example noah burlaski from nbc news says don't worry darling is a movie that airily warns you to watch out for illusions as it even as it reveals in a film's power to create a world really um untethered from reality so people are like really resonating like the the positive reviews on Rotten Tomatoes mm -hmm. are very much saying like you can't be ambivalent. You can't be disconnected because there might be something treacherous at the core right. of it. And that's something to pay attention to. And I think that maybe that's so, an interesting take. Yeah. So Amy Nicholson from Film Week um, and an NPR critic says it's a fun me movie to just think into and think, all right, if you're not telling me anything new, but you're telling it to me very stylishly. So it's sort of this idea of like okay. you were able to put Fair. things in a I think that maybe yeah. that's the difference. Right. Fair. I think what was maybe being done, if I'm trying to crawl into the mind of Olivia Wilde for a moment, <laughs> is maybe and again, I'm a man. So this is my perspective and my the privilege that comes with my that component of my identity Same. is maybe maybe she's saying if I go at this too heavy. People right. are going to say that's an angry woman with an right. axe to grind about society. Mm -hmm. But if right. I put it in this sexy box and I'm not heavy handed with it, I mean, I could make a stronger point. It, th there's Ooh, totally something to be said there. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I have I have personally me, Marcus J. Destin. I got issues with that. I that you have the ability to do that. Oof. And yeah, that is where point. I'm going to leave that. That yeah. it's just you have the option to do that. I'm not, I'm not standing, I'm standing 10 toes down in this shit. The, <laughs> you to have the option to do that and make it like we can put it in this sexy box. Yeah. If, if my sole comparison is get out and don't worry, darling, Jordan Peele can't put that in a sexy box. That it you can't. Okay. Everything no. like the 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 um the uh social commentary. Has to be a thriller mm. because it feels like that on a regular fucking basis to yeah. me. Okay. And although I do agree, you know, watching She-Hulk, I, I don't want to uh. say this sentence, but watching She-Hulk and Don't Worry Darling, the commentary has been being a woman is scary as fuck. And yeah. it is it is a there is an experience with that that men constantly overlook, whether it's jokingly yes. in She-Hulk or it's in, in, in this thriller form of Don't Worry Darling. <laughs> yes. Right. The yeah. comparisons are it's weird, but the, these are this is where my mind went. And it's like 
you know, if, if that was the mind of Olivia Wilde to put it in this nice and sexy box where everybody looks good for half the movie, like two thirds <laughs> of the movie. And then in the last 10 minutes, you try to get this message out. Who is the message for then? I guess is the question. That's a fair point. And I think I that's, that yeah. I don't know. Then maybe th that's just the question. And I think the other thing is, is like, what's what's realized that both of these movies are a commentary on very real experiences that people have in Two our society yeah. that people have in our society and so it's possible that that both are true but i see exactly what you're saying marcus in this yeah. concept of like her privilege gives her the ability to put it in a nice sexy little box yeah and operate it with it differently and that point is not lost on me at all so i think that that's a very valid statement and appreciate you, you bringing it up no, it's and that's not to make anybody feel no. They're two the way they're two different directors telling two different experiences, two For different sure. stories. Fine, that's perfectly fine. The movie was good. It's it's a good movie. There's nothing bad about the damn movie. For it sure. has its things where I want to fix, but what I really want to is like if is this a movie about the social commentary that we think it is or is it our minds at film in black and white where we feel and think a certain way Oof. is it really that or is it really just a movie to uh do something else i mean i, I mean yeah. i i think we can we can totally get caught up in the meta commentary but to me at least looking at it looking at it without all the filters we just put on it i mean it's very clearly a message about the the metaphor of of being a woman especially mm -hmm. in a man's world with a desire and and as you get further into the movie with this crushing desire for men to reass for some men to reassert their control mm -hmm. over people, like for forget the, the gender identity, like they're wanting to assert dominance over people, and that is something very real in our world. Um, well, it's a, it's a scary idea when folks who previously had control don't have it anymore and the lengths that they will go to get it, to back. Get it back. Yeah. And that they will even go so far as to harm the people they love to a hundred percent, the harm, the people they love to quote unquote, feel that sense of control again. Oof. And the, and, and, I the and the concepts associated with that power dynamic. I also want to hit on the cult part of this too. I know, Ooh, we're, like, yeah, you know we're at the yeah. point, but I never want to, there's this great book called cultish. Yeah. Awesome book. If you ever get a chance to read it, please read it. it it'll show you that everything in this goddamn world is cult. But <laughs> um, I, I do want to get because when the way Jack finds out about Frank is through YouTube, you can see that he's looking yeah. through this YouTube ish look. Oh, and he's got like four chan right. boards on there, too. Yeah, and, yep. right. And so he's like he minimizes all this stuff. And, and then when he goes to apply for everything and like who he wants to be in this life and all that other stuff. Yeah, like. That is a cult, and Frank's playing his podcast over the radio hour every day to re like to 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 um double down yeah. on the messages that he's trying to say, which based around loyalty and discretion, and and this is our world, and we're creating something new, which is this technology where we can be in this world and exist. Mm -hmm. I I, yeah. I understand. I just don't want to overlook that portion of the cult, and then the victims of who that cult becomes. Like, if you want to be in the Facebook meta. And that's what you want to be in the 60s and 70s and shit like right. that. You and Zuckerberg and all y'all go have a good time. And, and you're a no consenting thanks. adult. Have at yes. it. Enjoy go your time. Yeah. But you got your wife chained to a damn bed with an ivy in her arm. 
that's you're... a goddamn because Olivia Wilde was willingly in. Yes, that's that. I think there's also something with her character that would have changed the way yes. the commentary could have been made. Of like, I, she's fine. <sighs> like, they. I wish again. I wish we had gotten more yeah. of that dive into her thought process because yeah. hers was very interesting. But it was like quick, like trick or treat, and then it was done. Like it was just that not, that yeah. reveal came less than five minutes after the oh no yeah. he's dead in real life too. Yes. Yeah. Oh you need to leave. Yeah. Oh the red coats are coming. Like yeah. You oh, had no sure. time to <laughs> process it. Great hundred percent. Yeah. Um Quick, uh, Marcus's book, Cultish, The Language of Fanaticism by Amanda Montel is the book that is worth checking out. I did want to make sure that um, we followed up on that. So I think that's in my office now. Gentlemen, any first off, do you recommend people see this movie either in theaters or in general? Yes. Um, (laughs) Actually, I would say, yeah, go see it. Because it, what you got to remember about this podcast is we ain't here to bash the shit. We just uh-uh. here to give you our perspective on it. Other podcasts will bash some shit and they'll they'll make fun it of it. It is so easy to hate on this movie. It's, so I'm glad oh, that it's easy. Yeah. Go yeah. see it. Go. I want. I'm glad I went to go see it because after I saw it, I'm glad it wasn't what I thought it was, yeah. which was just this lovey dovey '60s piece. Like, okay, go see it. Go watch it. Go get your own perception. Maybe you won't even see what we saw. Right. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. Uh, Brian? I, I think for me, I, I think like unless you love Florence Pugh or you love like Harry Styles, I definitely think this is something you can wait for streaming. Obviously, you'd enjoy it in a theater. Yeah. But if if unless you like those two are the things like drawing you in, you can absolutely wait to watch this at home. So I enjoyed yeah. it. And I think it's a perfect I think it's a perfect streamer. Uh, I will say that. I would absolutely recommend that you see it. I am thrilled that this not movie isn't the eight different things that I would thought it was before seeing it. <laughs> I am very like pleasantly surprised with where it is. I yeah. do think you need to tune out the drama that we covered at the beginning. Like oh I think gosh. you need to tune that out and you need to not read anything. Cause you're going to read all about this stuff about the production and expect it to be a mess. And this is, there are problems with it. But there is this is not a bad movie. Like this is no. a good movie that's no. worth seeing. I would say wait to stream it. Like maybe wait to rent it. Like the four dollar price point, I think, mm-hmm. is ju- very nice. Like, I mean, this this will come to HBO Max. Yeah, so. sooner than later. Yeah, I would say forty five days. I would say go see it, see it when it comes to HBO Max. I don't know if I would see it in the theater unless Brian, like Brian said, if unless you're a really, really big fan of Florence Pugh or you're a really big fan of Harry Styles. Otherwise, yeah. I think it's worth a wait. Um, and so, yeah, man, if this movie would have came out just on streaming, it would it would be 10 stars for me. I hear. OK. Oh, my gosh. I know we're already running. Up against you're time. fine. You're I, fine. I, I thought about this on the drive home yeah. is like. I was like, I know they made twenty million on, on a budget of thirty-five. Alleged, right? Those are the numbers mm-hmm. that we that that they estimated at. And like, you just kind of have to wonder, like, man, these mid-budget movies are they long for the theater? Like, and we've talked about this before, but it's a very interesting topic. I, I like it's very easy for me to see how they could have put this on streaming, and everyone would it would have been, been like, hit. great idea, great idea. But the other thing about this though is like. This I feel like this movie could have been memed to to, oh, to the death. victory project yeah. and back. Like yeah. I just 
it just makes me wonder like if this could have just dominated the weekend and everybody stayed at home and memed about it TikTok, or it would have t- exactly yeah. like i feel yeah. like agree but then again that's you're you're upping hbo max subscriptions that's not that's not cash on hand from the box office and i understand the calculation that goes there but now we're getting to a point of like cultural impact and like well would it have because if you you, remember you know there's so there's so much to to pick apart you also have to you also have to keep this in mind with hbo max specifically because they're trying to dig themselves out of 300 million dollars they're trying to dig themselves out of 300 million dollar one of two movies this and so your comment brian is like are they long for this world if discovery hbo discovery warner media doesn't see these movies returning on the investment of putting them in a theater this is what we can expect from streaming and is that a good thing or a bad thing marcus i interrupted no i just i just i i wanted to double down on what on what brian was saying of you know if if you were to put this on hbo max it hbo max is leaving soon but also with all the drama that surrounded this movie yeah people would have subscribed and wanted to watch this movie I, I feel like and because would it would have been more easily yeah. accessible as opposed to I have to go to a physical right. theater to watch it. If I'm hearing all this drama on TikTok, I'm hearing it, people watch it and they see it on TikTok and all this other stuff. It's e- it's easier for me to sign up for a subscription real yep. quick and watch this movie and stream it a million times and watch it with friends I mean, and discuss it. I feel like that would be, I don't know what the end result is going to be. This movie's going to be successful regardless. Right. But I've, I've just, I think that's a conversation that we still have not had. And I don't know the answer well, to but for sure. I, I mean, and they, and, and they were banking WV. I, I believe they, or at least there was an analysis and I can't remember the publication, but basically they were like, they need, they, they need black Adam and don't worry, darling to just like, crush it perform really well because these are the mm-hmm. only two movies that they have coming out the rest of the year and this is like yeah, it's they the revenue it. generation so like uh-huh. i get why they went to the theater but looking at it from a streamer perspective it's like yeah this yeah. could have been a banging streamer release but 100 yeah, i get it 100 gentlemen anything that you all have to plug this week the love nerds.com there hey, it is it's me uh yeah go check out the lovenerds.com my wife runs the lovenerds.com all of your lifestyle recipes apparel party ideas it's all there the lovenerds.com awesome fantastic marcus uh you want to follow the mantra never offended always humble go hit the link in my bio go stream some music um max is out max is doing very well max the single hit 1500 streams this week um and so we are we are we are doing great i appreciate everybody who listens and loves the music go hit the link in our bio go buy yourself some noah gear new noah gear is on the way but always remember no matter what Follow the mantra. Never offend it. Always humble. Absolutely. I have two things I want to plug. The first is this podcast. Uh, continue to support us. Share us with a friend. Leave us a review. They are very, very helpful. If you're feeling so inclined, you want to join us for our weekly live stream, go to patreon.com slash films in black and white. Join the Patty family. Watch the live stream with us. I do also want to plug um, Brian and I have a friend of ours. He and his buddy are working on releasing an album in Wisconsin. So Jacob Wood and his friend um, are the listening party is their band name. They have a big Kickstarter going on right now. So if you really like supporting independent artists like we do with our pal uh, Marcus, Go over to listeningpartymusic.com. Their promotion runs through October 6th. So be sure to 
um check them out yeah. and if you feel so inclined support local artists across the board it's important i mean Folks, if you like your Lumineers, you, you like your Mumford and Sons, you, you like those folks, then the listening party is, is going to be for you. After you go listen to Maxed on Spotify, you can head over to the listening party 100%. Uh, and, and check out their stuff. Uh, and it's an easy way to support artists that don't have <laughs> the type of the capital behind them. and resources that some of the major labels that you have. They're trying to they're trying to do it. They're based in Milwaukee, but they've, they've been all around and. I've seen them play. They're great. So yeah, they're fantastic. Uh, head to Kickstarter, check out the listening party, donate if, if you are able. Absolutely. But the most important thing, so we have a three-step process to success. Yeah, we do. And those steps are very, very, very strongly encouraged. But Brian, what is our first step? Hey, folks, uh, we're going to read a book. Uh, <laughs> you need to read Today. a book. The conversation you heard here tonight was powered by books. Marcus. Accurate. No mentioned can't. a book called cultish all of this knowledge about talking about hey these people these people are from like these types of podcasts i did that by reading the news and think pieces and analysis of hey why are these people saying these really bad things Great oh question. i understand now it's this type of perspective when doug was mentioning everything with Everything that happened with this movie, I had you read, read a piece read about a the breakdown of every single bullet point no of can. what was going on with this movie. Read a book, read analysis, read a timeline, read a book. Our second step to success is to drink some water. Look, y'all, staying hydrated is important to your overall health. If you're feeling so inclined, drink a bubbler. Oh, yeah, um, get that bubbler. At this point in time, I am... I'm promoting bubbler because I can, but yes. Yeah, so drink a water. If you're feeling so inclined, want to spice it up, maybe make it a bubbler. I will also say that just plain water is good for you too. Oh, and you should enjoy good plain water as well. Um, but don't show. be afraid to change it up in a while. Have yourself a bubbler with your regular water and you'll be hydrated to perfection. So, and Marcus, mm -hmm. what is our third step to success? Our third step to success is to wash that ass. You know what Please. Harry Styles didn't do before he signed up to be British in this cult? He didn't wash his ass. He, he looked didn't do, disgusting. Ooh, no ass washing for him. That is the worst I've ever seen. And you know what else can't happen if you don't wash your ass? That 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 pork dinner can't get pushed to the side off the, the plate on the thing between Harry and, and, and Flo. Um, that can't happen unless you wash your ass. That's so if you want girl. that yep. or you want handsome, handsome yeah. Harry. You got to watch your ass. That's a great way to put it. I appreciate that. That does it for this week's episode of Films in Black and White. We will be back uh, next week. Same time, same place. We hope that you all have a great week. So in the meantime, in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we will catch y'all next week. We love you.